Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Everybody says, Amen. You might take your seats. Say, Hallelujah. So I'm going to receive the word this morning. I'm going to receive the word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just experienced when we praised the worship just now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I just experienced when we praised the worship that some of your change fell off. Some of your bondages were broken. When we praise and worship, the Spirit of God comes in and He rectifies. He brings His love. He tells us, you are my beloved son and daughter. He tells us that I have died and were risen for you, for me, for us personally. He did it for us personally. That's a, that's a word that I heard this morning. When we pray. Personally, for you and me. Not for the world. Yes, for the world too. For the group of people. No, for you personally. <laughs> if it was only you and me on this earth, or just you on this earth, or just me on this earth, he would still died for just that one person. Do we get that? We sometimes think of corporate. Massive, mega but let's bring it down to you. Let's bring it down to me. Let's bring it down to you personally. Your heart, your life, your soul has been saved. Isn't that powerful? Hey, isn't that powerful? That you know, that you know, when we are reborn and saved, it was for you he did it. Hmm. Thank you, Father. This morning's word is God responds to His word. The Father responds to His word. Not what the world says, to His word. So how, do, how must we pray? We must pray His word. Right? We must pray what it says here. So let's start by going to Isaiah. 55 from 10. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic. For as the rain and snow come down from heavens and return not there again. Right? It can't return. When it falls in this ground, it falls. But when, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So we see here when the rain comes down, <laughs> the purpose of that rain is not fulfilled yet. The purpose is where? In the ground. The function of the rain is in the ground. When God's word comes down into your heart, that's where the function starts. That's where it sprouts in your heart, right? It doesn't, rain doesn't fall on the surface of the ground and then dwindles away like oil. When water hits oil, water runs off. 
No, ground is not oil. Ground is absorbent. It absorbs the water, right? Does our hearts absorb God's word? When his word comes down into us, when we hear his word into our hearts, is our heart receptive of his word? Does it absorb us? Does it nourish us? Does it sprout something forth? Then that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It will provide for you. Amen? Hallelujah. And verse 11. And the writer says, so, or God says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or be useless. It shall not. But it shall, say shall. It shall. It shall. Accomplish that which I please and purpose for it. Right? When we go to the store to, to buy something, do you just, just, do you just go there just to walk around? <laughs> do you go to checkers or to any store or marketplace? No, sometimes we go with a purpose. Unless you go to a market where you want to browse around. But there's still a purpose. Your purpose is to browse around. Right? There's a purpose in God's word. And verse 12, for you shall go out from the spiritual exile caused by sin and evil into the homeland with joy. You shall go out with what? Joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. Even the nature is singing. Are we, are we getting this? Even the nature is getting this or is, is uh, singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Verse 13. Instead, instead of the thorn shall come up by the instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree or the cypress tree. And instead of the brief or the brier shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for the name of renown, for an everlasting sign, which shall not be cut off. The Lord's words will never be cut off. Amen? Hallelujah. So what do we see here? At first, we might imagine that God is talking about nature and about rain. But in fact, He's talking about the weather. Or not, he's not talking about the weather. He's talking about His Word. Amen? Just as in the cycle of creation, the rain and snow comes down, it waters the earth, causing it to spring forth and bud, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Do you have seed to sow? Do we have seed to sow? And he says, so shall my word be. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish what has been set out to do. I will prosper you. I will give you a life and life in abundance. Right? God's word is full of promises. Let's go to Isaiah 40, verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8. It also says there, the grass withers, the flower fades, 
but the word of God shall stand forever. It will stand forever. Isaiah 45, 23. I have sworn to, I have sworn by myself, God says. I have sworn by myself. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance in God's kingdom. I spoke about a few Sundays or a few months back about the kingdom of God. We are his citizens. In fact, we are showing allegiance to God. Right? We are with God. He is with us. Amen. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word that God speaks is alive. Say alive. God's word is alive. And full of power. Full of power. There's power in his word. Making it active. Operative. Energizing and effective. That is what his word is. And then he goes on to say, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and of marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and adjusting the very thoughts and purpose of your hearts. That is what his word does. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. You are very quiet this morning. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us this morning. That his word is alive and active that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Trials and tribulations comes in this world. There's stuff happening all around us. But nothing will still separate the love of God for us. Nothing. Nothing. You know, it's interesting to note that there's a part for man to play in this purpose of God. There's seed and there's food. Without the sower, without the reaper, we starve. Amen? So it is with the word of God, how shall they hear without a preacher? Paul says in Romans 10, 14. Let's go to Romans 10, 14. How shall the people hear this word of God? Romans 10, 14 to 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one who, whom, of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? That's why we preach in this world. That's why we, you give a word in this world. That's why you pray for someone in this world. How else will the world know about God and about his, about his word? Verse 15. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. If someone comes to you and he brings you good news, it's beautiful. It's like a song. It lifts you up, right? When someone brings you good news, there's hope. That news is hope. Yes, sometimes we get bad news, but there's always good news as well. 
Amen? That's why the gospel is good news. Psalm 98 verse 4 in the NIV translation. Shout for joy to the Lord. Say shout. 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 Louder. Shout. Shout. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth. All the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. That's why when we sing songs to God, it touches us. It touches you. It brings something to you. Amen? Psalm 98 verse 8. Let the rivers clap their hands. Wow. How symbolic is that? Let the mountains sing together for joy. Hmm? Nature, even nature, God's creation, shouts for joy. Let the rivers clap. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54 verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, God says. He is speaking. I want you to close your eyes. God is saying this to you right now. For whoever's watching, close your eyes as you can hear. As you're watching, God is saying this to you. My unfailing love for you will not be shaken, will not be destroyed, will not be removed. My unshaken love, God says, will not be shaken by anything in this world. Because he says to you and to me that I have overcome this world. I have already overcome this world. My love for you will not be shaken or disturbed or broken down. My love for you is immense, he says. My love for you are too big. Amen. And he says to go on there, nor my covenant or of peace be removed. The covenant that God has with us will not be removed. His peace will not be removed from us. I want you to, to realize when you go out of here this morning and you disconnect from the internet or from Facebook listening to us, when you lie in tonight or tomorrow or in the week to come and a distressing thing is coming your way, know that the peace of God will be not removed from you because the peace of God is in us. So whatever comes against you this week or this afternoon or whatever the enemy wants to come and throw at you, know that the peace of God is in you. We can stand strong. Amen? Say hallelujah. Say I receive this word this morning. I receive this word this morning. God says, my covenant of my peace will not be removed, says the Lord. Who has compassion on you? Compassion. Jesus Christ was the one who, who showed compassion to this earth when he was here on earth. 
He showed compassion to the people, even as a child when he was preaching in the synagogues. Why do you think he did that? To show the, to the rabbis, the adults, that he's good, that you know, he knows the word? No. Jesus was not arrogant or, or boastful. Even as a child, he showed compassion. Even to the people in the synagogues. Right? Even as a child. That compassion came from God. It was built into Jesus. It was manufactured into Jesus. Yes, his parents played a role. I'm sure his parents influenced him with compassion and showed him the love. And yet it was built into him. It was built into him. Nothing, when something is built into an engine or into nature or a root of a tree, nothing can remove that. It is built in. <laughs> Are we getting this? Say, God's love is built into me. Say, God's grace is built into me. God's mercy is built into me. It's built in. Amen? Are, we, are you getting this? This is like when, when I sell a computer or a laptop or a desktop, whatever it is, when it arrives, every, all the parts of that computer is built in. If I remove one part, that whole system will not function. Here it comes. It will not function. The enemy wants to come and take off or take out some parts in you. The enemy, is his whole strategy is to come and remove love from you or come and remove compassion from you. Then he knows you won't be able to function. <laughs> you will not be able to function. You'll be like limping, like a robot whose eyes out or whose brain is out, who's seen the Star Trek movies, right? Don't let the enemy come and steal stuff from you. What is stuff? Joy, love, mercy, compassion, peace, understanding. Don't let the enemy, because he, he tries to, because he wants to make you dysfunctional. But God says, hmm, He says, nothing will remove the love that I have from you, for you. Nothing will remove that. Nothing will remove the grace and the mercy that I have for you. Nothing. Even if the enemy comes and try it, the power lies in our hands to tell, to, to tell him, what's that famous Afrikaans word? Furtzak, get out of here. Move it. You're not welcome in this engine. You're not welcome into the system. Because I know what the word says, or what God says of me. Because God's word will not return to him void. He honors his word. If he said that, it's done, it settles. 
But what comes in sometimes? The enemy comes with doubt. And doubt is a cancellation of faith. Or he wants to hurt our faith. He wants to limb us. Hmm. Yesterday I was watching a little bit of the Paralympics in Japan. And this South African teenager boy, he's 19 or 18, he got four gold medals for different events. And he has no legs. His legs come to here. And he runs the 200 meters. Hmm. Under 24 seconds. The 200 meters under 24 seconds. And all of the other people running with him. And yet we complain, we murmur. Right? Hmm. We argue, we fight, right? I'm, I'm the only one. And here comes these people who is, who is disabled in some way. And what, what do they do? They choose to overcome. Was it easy? No. But yet they persevere to overcome. And they run and they throw and they jump. They even run blind with a helper. When, we, when, I, when I saw that, it, saw, it, it brings perspective to my life and to my way of thinking. Because how we live is how we think we're going to live. It happens in here. How we are and what we, we, and what we are starts in our thinking pattern. <laughs> and here come, God comes and he says, I love you. I've sent my son Jesus Christ to this earth for you and me. My word will not return void to me. I have compassion over you and me. That is what he's saying. And he has already made us overcomers. Amen? He has already made us overcomers. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word this morning that you bring new perspective, that you bring a, a light into our minds and our hearts and our souls that we realize Amen? That my flesh must die and my spirit must rise up more and more every day. It's a daily thing. My faith in you is strong, Father. The compassion of Jesus. This morning I heard a preacher say over television, what is life all about, he asks the congregation. So I want to put that to you as well this morning. It was an awesome thing. In one word, he says, what is life all about? 
One word. Just think in your mind, perhaps, what you are thinking the word might be. Happiness. A lot of money. Wealth. Good health. What is life all about? And he said this, one word, relationships. Relationships. And when he said that, I realized that is so true. Relationships is everything. Why did God send his son? Relationship with him and us. Relationship with, with our spouses, with our work college, uh, colleagues. Relationship. Out of relationship, life will flow. Amen? Life will flow. Good life. A prosperous life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to thank you this morning that you brought this word to us this morning to give us the good news of hope and love and grace and mercy. That you say that your word will never return void to you. All your promises in the word. That as the rain and the snow comes down, your word will not return void. Whatever you speak over our lives, will accomplish what has been set out to do. It will accomplish its function in us. Its function. Father, I want to pray that each person sitting here and hearing my voice will realize their function that comes from you. You might ask, what function do I have? Ask the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to you your function. Holy Spirit, come right now. Holy Spirit, come. Reveal to us what is my function. Reveal to me what is my function. Everybody's function in the society, in this world. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus that you are interceding for us right now at the right hand of the Father, and we are sitting in high places with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the Spirit of power and truth and revelation. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.